You're listening to Rock Bottom Radio, broadcasting from deep in the turf net zone. Here's your host, Randy Wilson. Hello and welcome to Rock Bottom Country Club, sponsored by Dryject. In our minds, the best way ever invented to manage putting surfaces. A little over a year ago, I wrote a rock bottom column warning the golf industry about the potential for disruptions in our supply lines. It's in the blog titled, An Important Rerun, dated April of 2020. And it was accompanied by a short film on cross-training the golf course crew. The fragility of global supply lines has begun to surface, and it could impact golf course operations. Just like during the gas crisis of 73, we are resource-dependent, even more so now. No oil means no fertilizer, no spray product, and not a lot of mowing. Just the other day, I heard an expert from the current administration explain how the gas crisis happened during the Carter era when it was actually during the Nixon period. I know in today's world it's common for experts to be way off, but here's the thing. We will probably need to get ourselves out of this ditch. We're getting closer to an entirely different economy, without unlimited supplies of certain minerals like lithium or cobalt that our techno support system is built on. Tech could either become prohibitively expensive or available only to those considered essential. And that might be a totally subjective decision. Another aspect of modern golf operations has been the tendency for superintendents to trade our health and emotional stability to the corporatocracy for money. I did this, as did a number of my colleagues, trying risky things like growing first-generation bent grass in Atlanta during a period when it was really hot. Working for the wrong corporatocracy can require one to sacrifice large chunks of time. I bent the knee for two large golf corporate entities, rationalizing my behavior by telling me and the voices in my head that the ridiculous work hours would result in great benefits for my family. Then one day, something my grandfather said when I was young popped back into my skull and took up residence there. It happened back when I was 16, working for a big corporation called Woolworths, during the Christmas holidays, where my grandfather was the assistant manager. It's story time. After I finished prepping carts at Dad's golf course, I would rush over to Woolworths in downtown Jackson, Tennessee, and work until midnight, stocking shelves, sweeping the floors, and then hot-mopping the entire store. Then I would wax and run a buffer. Not, not a computer buff. Well, never mind. So, after a difficult week leading up to Christmas, the store manager asked me to come in early Saturday morning to unload a big truck full of Christmas stuff. I didn't want to, but he guilted me, and I did it for the collective good of Woolworths and little kids everywhere. Exhausted, still trying to recover from a case of mono I had picked up the previous summer. I was working all day at Dad's course and then watering most of the night at Jackson Country Club. That was Uncle Whip's course. You know, he had me listed on the crew as the night water oaf and general hooligan. But anyway, it was about this time that I began to show signs of anti-corporate resistance. I began to complain about my work schedule. I slowed down my once furious pace to that of a normal teenager, and soon I was reluctant to accept every task the manager forced upon me. I was hiding in the freight elevator, carving my name into the wood along with names going all the way back to 1919, when my grandfather looked in and said, Fool's name is like his face, always seen in a public place. Now that's not what I was going to tell you about corporatism, it's just one of grandfather's many bits of wisdom and It's probably clear that I didn't listen to him or else I wouldn't be here antagonizing corporate golf from the pages of TurfNet. 
Anyway, when I tried to quit my so-called temporary Woolworths job after the holidays, because, you know, I still had that high school thing going on and the golf course job, that's where Dad had me listed on payroll as a crew oaf. But never mind that. All this is precisely when I fell victim to my first corporate trap. The store manager, Mr. Fink, used his clever adult mind to trick me into indentured corporate servitude, stocking, sweeping, hot mopping, and wax buffing. I was hesitant and said no thank you at first, but he countered with a huge raise, from $1.75 an hour up to the astronomical level of $2.25 per hour. Greed won out, and I officially entered my corporate oaf phase. Within days, the regional district fuhrer came in from Cincinnati and offered me a slot in the management training program. I knew I was hot stuff. Just before I accepted, my grandfather took me aside and said, Boy, remember this. When they pay real good, they always take it out of your hide one way or another. I didn't know what he meant until I thought about it over an icy root beer. All I did was work. I had stopped sports, hunting, fishing, dating, and hanging out with my buddies. It took months to extricate myself from that tar pit, but I continued to make the same mistake for decades. The two large Japanese golf management corporations where I worked unbelievable hours and U.S. Army with the worst work schedule you could imagine. How'd you do that? I came in from the future. What's with the aluminum suit? Well, a few years from now, when Buddy invents the short-range time machine, he discovers you have to wear aluminum to travel through time or important body parts fall off. I don't believe I'd have told that. Ain't so bad he was through with them. Now listen, before present day, Ludell walks in here and disrupts the space-time contiguous. I got stuff to tell you. Like what? Like careful with them GPS robot mowers. Mama will buy a whole mess of them just to keep from paying Cletus and Booth the $30 an hour minimum wage. And, you know, Cletus and Booth are worthless after they get rich. Wait, what's wrong with the GPS robots? Well, uh, GPS gets hacked by ransomware in the future. Them greens mowers will cut filthy words in the fairway and the rough mowers will attack golfers. And, and how do Cletus and Booth get rich? Because I told them to buy stock in CNN. CNN? They're the worst news network in history. Why would they make money? Well, they invented a new kind of news and then their stock soared. What kind of news? Telling the truth. Oh, okay. Well, tell me this. What about electric vehicles? Do we lose spontaneous combustion engines? Ain't lost them yet. Remember when Chevy reintroduced the Volt? Yeah, their electric car. Had a special battery. It was T-shaped, fit inside the frame, and when the PR types were asked where the electricity to charge it came from, they just pointed at the charger. Uh-huh. And when it became public knowledge that 90% of the electricity to charge that Volt came from burning coal, they, uh... Wait, what does this story have to do with gas engines? Battery replacement costs are ridiculous. We should have spent all that stimulant money on thorium nuclear reactors because they're safe. You mean stimulus money? No, I mean stimulant. What do you think everybody spent their money on? Okay. Are we still held hostage by professional politicians and treasonous lobbyists in the future? No, the Gen Z's fixed it. How? Term limits? See, Gen Z discovered almost everybody in office was lawyers and they wouldn't ever vote them own selves out with term limits. So Gen Z removed them. How'd they do that? Same way you get rid of losing football coaches. You buy out your contracts and send a moving truck over to the house. Speaking of losing programs, whatever happened to Joe Biden? 
Oh, them folks running him switched his programming. Now he's a pro wrestler. I gotta go now. Wait, wait, wait. What about the economy? Well, there's no cash anymore. Once they got control of the money, taxes went so high, most businesses went black market. Mama trades around a golf for a brick of freeze-dried coffee or a chicken or like half a bushel of beans. Then she trades that for diesel fuel. I still don't understand how Gen Z gets rid of crooked pro-politicians and traitorous lobbyists. It's all done local. Local governments was replaced by one-term folks. Then they made it illegal to be a lobbyist or a pro-politician. They put up wanted posters. When they caught one... They immediately gave them to the military who dropped them off in the middle of a foreign desert or a jungle. Most of them were deposited in Southwest Asia where they've been conducting wars for decades. So they're deported? No, no, no. They can come back. But without their cell phones and their toadies and their buckets of American tax money, it takes them a while to get back here. If I do get back, you know. But when they do, they have a whole new appreciation for America. Uh Uh-oh. Willie, did I hear you talking to somebody in here? Oh, uh, no, Mama. I'm just doing the radio show. Hey, Willie, you still want to buy my hunting dog? I got a hot stock tip. Me too. I need an advance on next month's pay. Cletus, I'll, I'll buy your dog, but I get half the stock you purchased with that money. Boof, you're too old to advance money to. That's ageism. Giving Cletus money to invest is stupidism. Hurry up with that radio show. We got a robot beer cart to demo. I hope she's better looking than that last one. That Rachel mad woman model. I couldn't even drink my beer after looking at... Hey, what do y'all think about me running for the Senate? I don't know. How do you feel about visiting northwest Pakistan with no shoes on? What? Okay, listeners, I'm, I'm sorry about all that. Now, where was I? Oh, yeah. We were talking about giving your soul to corporatism. A common type of golf corporatist is the corporate golf pirate. They storm your ship, toss folks overboard, and... Man, they say stuff like, I need you to take 10% out of the budget this year. They'll stop that after about 10 years. That's when they sell you to another pirate. The odd thing is, the superintendent can't relax the grooming standards achieved prior to the first 10% drop. In fact, the standards must be raised so as to maintain a competitive edge. You remember the time I took over Burnt Run Country Club? They told the superintendent to fire four superintendents from other golf clubs and just keep their assistance and tell them what to do. As I recall, he refused and jumped ship. Some golf pirates disguise themselves as helpful alphabets. Then they transmogrify from, say, a member-driven organization into a controlling body. This is called Pornell's Iron Law of Bureaucracy. This law states that In any bureaucratic organization, there will be two kinds of people. First, there are those dedicated to the goals of the organization. Second will be those dedicated to the organization itself, like administrators, headquarters staff, professors, etc. The Iron Law states that in every case, the second group will gain and keep control of the organization. It will write the rules and control promotions within the organization. Sometimes they even purge the first group. Is there going to be a moral to this conflagration? Yes. Don't sell your soul to just any company store, thinking it's for your family. Choose carefully. You may never get another chance to raise your kids or just be a good parent. If you're single, you might be forced to delay chasing that dream 
whether it's some big adventure or becoming something that your inner spiritual self has been telling you to do. And remember, our supply lines are shaky at best. This was brought about by giving in to global corporatism. Even though H. Ross Perot warned us... Ain't he the one that said we'd hear a giant sucking sound when Bill and Hillary and George the Elder sent all our jobs overseas? Yes, he did, and the media just laughed at him. I ain't laughing now. Perhaps we need to start rethinking how golf course maintenance operates. Face it, we are dependent on long supply lines. And as I explained in that column mentioned previously, the longer the supply lines, the longer the interruption lasts. For instance, the recent gas line interruption was close, so it was corrected quickly. We should practice a think-local mindset whenever possible. Support your local... How'd you do that? You're back. Yep, just came back for a glass of water. Water? Ain't got no water in the future. Big Ag Pharma Tech Corp only sells one drink. What happened to the water? Only rich folks can get water. All we can get some terrible sugary salty drink called Brondo. Apparently greens crave it. Then they die. You've been listening to Rock Bottom Radio. Broadcasting from deep in the turf net zone. Subscribe on iTunes or Stitcher for future episodes. 